People always ask me what type of marketing we do at the practice to see on average 165 new patients each and every month. And I always say the same thing, reviews. And more importantly, I rank high on Google. You may have heard me talk in the past about how my practice's website and Google search ranking has been the most beneficial element to my practice's growth. Well, I've been happily working with the same marketing person for the past four years, and now you can too. Relevance Online Marketing will take you from non-existence to the top of the pack using their revolutionary approach to SEO and pay-per-click advertising. No contracts, no BS, and only the results that you can take to the bank. So if you are looking for a marketing company that gives your practice the attention and care it deserves, look no further than Relevance Online Marketing. Mention Dental Practice Heroes and get your first month free, risk-free, with absolutely no obligations. Relevance Online Marketing will take your online marketing from zero to hero. Go to RelevanceOnlineMarketing.com and set up a demo today. That's RelevanceOnlineMarketing.com and gear up for some real practice growth. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dental Practice Heroes Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Paul Etchison. We're here on Monday, August 21st, 2023. I want to send a shout out to Amir Hassan DDS for his five-star review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate it, Amir. Thank you so much. And if you listening right now would like to leave a review for either one of my books or the podcast, I would very much appreciate it and be happy to read your name on the air. All right. I want to make this episode about a post that I saw on the Real World Dentistry page on Facebook, and this is from somebody who wrote, New Grad, I don't understand why I can't find an associateship where I come to work whenever I wake up, only see patients that I like, only do procedures that I'm comfortable with, no class twos, no second molars or anything, no root canals, no heart extractions, no implants, no grafts, no, 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 have a safe space, have a team that is super amazing, 1K and above guarantee, all, all new instruments, and my schedule is completely full. This profession must be going to hell. And obviously, this is a sarcastic post, but I think this is kind of referencing what some might feel might be like an entitlement mentality for new grads, associates, and a lot of the comments on that post kind of centered on how untrained new graduates are and how they shouldn't really be demanding anything. So since that post talks about what people are looking for in associateships, I wanted to do an episode on what I feel you should be looking for in an associateship, as well as what you should bring to the table and how you can make that the best experience possible. So first thing, production versus collections. I personally would like to be paid on adjusted production. Now, what is adjusted production? That means what you produce minus the write-offs. So minus any adjustments, minus the write-offs from being in network. I feel like collections, that's the responsibility of the owner, not the associate. And a lot of times, front desk or whoever's putting into these payments or entering the payments into the system often doesn't put the collections under the right provider. And if you're following collections, sometimes these come from the insurance company four to six weeks later. 
it's just really hard to follow. So I don't feel like anyone should be paid on collections. I feel like, so if you have two offers and you're like, well, I'm getting like 35% of collections or 25% of production, I bet you 25% of production's better. I really do. I think it's just too hard to follow collections. So I would really steer, steer clear of that. What percentage should you be paid? And this is something that can't really be apples to apples because your percentage that you're paid kind of depends on what the fee schedules are for the practice. So if a practice takes state aid, takes Medicaid, that's a practice where like 20% of production in a fee-for-service office is going to be just as good or if not better than 50% of production in the state aid office. So it depends. We're taking a percentage and everybody wants the highest percentage that they can get on their contract. But the thing is, the 30% somewhere and 30% somewhere else is not going to be the same. I can tell you at my practice, since we just dropped Delta, we're only in like one umbrella network and the fee schedule is really good. That's going to be very different than an office that takes every single PPO there is. So 30% here versus 30% there is going to be a completely different thing. So you can't really look only at the percentage. So that's what I'm trying to say with that. Now, as far as the daily guarantee, I would just say look for something reasonable. I think reasonable for right now is $650, $700 a day. I don't really care much about this. I don't think you should care much about it either because if an office is a busy office and they're doing their part to get you patients, then you should really be outpacing that daily guarantee within, I hope, two months. And if not, you may have chosen the wrong office, which brings me to what I feel is the most important thing to look for in an associateship is new patients per month. Now, in my office, my associates typically need about 30 to 40 new patients a month, and that's just to keep their schedules busy. But no matter what, no matter what percentage you're paid, production collections, no matter what the terms of the contract, if you don't see new patients, you're not going to be busy and you're not going to make any money and you won't get any experience. So I wouldn't take an associateship that can't consistently deliver you at least 20 to 25 new patients a month. That's the thing is like you look at the office and say, what is the new patient flow? How many new patients am I expected to see? And these are the things that are going to matter. But I think we often get focused on what percentage are we getting paid? Is it production or collections? What is the daily guarantee? I don't think any of these things should matter. I think it should be the office. Now, look at reviews if you're looking at an office. What is the vibe of the place? You can usually tell from the reviews and meeting some people at the practice kind of what the vibe is. Listen to your gut. What is it telling you? Having said that, if your goal is to get experience at an office that can provide you with a lot of patience, sometimes it's okay if it doesn't have the best reviews because you're just looking for experience. You got to know what you want. If you're looking for a long-term associateship, somewhere you want to stay long-term, I would definitely steer clear of anywhere that has bad reviews or gives you a bad vibe. But if you're just looking for somewhere for experience for like a year or two till you open your own practice or something or just something that's good enough for now, maybe you don't really care so much about the reviews. You care about the volume that's coming through and how much experience you're going to get. Non-compete. All right. Pretty much the big thing is don't steal employees. Don't solicit patients. Don't open up close by. That's it. Something reasonable. It depends on where you're at, what's a reasonable distance, but I don't think anyone or any associate or any owner is really going to be too hard up on that. The big thing is don't be a jerk. Don't take employees. Don't solicit patients. Don't open up next door, right? The termination period, two to six months is normal. Me personally, I wouldn't go lower than three at my practice. And this is why if you're going to leave and go somewhere else and you work for me, I need time to find somebody else. And that person I often find has to give some sort of notice to the place they're at so that place can find someone else. Being a doctor and a professional and generally just being a good person requires that you give a little bit more than a two-week notice, okay, and a little bit more than one-month notice. 
it's very hard to run a practice. And just a lot of practices are very dependent on the collections and revenue that are brought on by associates. So it's not something that we can take lightly. So that's something that if you want a shorter termination period, I would say, why do you need such a short termination period? Really? Like, are, do you really need to jet out of here that fast? So two to six months is normal. Typically at my office, it's three. And then as far as like looking at CE coverage, medical benefits, 401k, all that stuff is nice. But I really think it's not the most important thing compared to the new patients. So what is your goal for this associateship? Is it a stepping stone? Is it a long-term thing? And only you can answer that. Some things I think you should not have when you go into an associateship. You should never come with the expectation of buying in when you're interviewing. You can always share during an interview that, hey, you're looking for ownership opportunities. But some people really expect to work out the details of the partnership preemptively. And to me, that's just a huge turnoff. I don't even know you. I haven't worked with you. I haven't seen how you worked with patients. I've hired associates that we've had to get rid of. I promise you when I hired them, I thought they were going to be great and things just didn't work out. There's just some things you don't know until you start working with someone, until they start working with patients at your practice. And you ought to be crazy to think we're going to sign some partnership agreements right when you start and we're going to work out details of that. That's nuts. Don't ever go into it with that. There's nothing wrong with sharing that you want to own one day, that you would be interested in ownership opportunities, but don't have the expectation that you're going to work out all those details before you start. Don't have the expectation that your shit doesn't stink. I see this a lot with new grads. They come in and they think they're above people. They think they're above the team. They think they're above certain duties. And I think that is a great way to turn off the entire team. And if you want to have an associateship that you hate, go work somewhere where the team hates you. So it's a great way to make the team hate you. Don't do that. Be humble. Pitch in. Nothing is above you. And don't think that you know everything either because you don't. Trust me. You just don't know shit about shit. You just don't know. And you don't know what you don't know when you come out of school. So be humble. That's what I'm trying to say. And here's some other things that you should do for a successful associateship. Remember, like I said, the team is your friend. You want to make friends with the team. You don't want to be bossy. You want to earn their respect through mutual respect. You're not above anyone, like I just said. You want to ask the owner doc for feedback. You want to ask questions when you're unsure about something or if you need some more clarification. Don't be afraid to ask and don't ever go have anything that's not answered for you. You have people there to help you. Hopefully you have mentorship at your associateship and that's what they're there for. Don't let questions get unanswered. Ask those questions and ask the owner doc for feedback and ask the hygienists and the assistants for feedback on your communication with patients. They're sitting there. They often work with different people in the practice. They hear different people speak to patients and they want to help you. So ask for that and be humble and don't get defensive. Like this is to help you. And you should shadow the owner doc. Do it paid or unpaid. I don't know. Whatever you think, whatever it works out at your practice, I promise you shadowing the owner doc will very, very much help you to see someone that's been doing it a long time, to hear someone talk that's been talking about dentistry for a long time, that kind of has their all their analogies and the way they speak about things, as well as the see how fast they are. You can learn a lot just by shadowing. And lastly, take CE, get out of your comfort zone, and don't be afraid to ask for a bailout or ask for help. That is what the owner doc, that's what the, your mentor is there for. And this is how you're going to get the most out of your associateship. So summing up, I think the biggest thing is just how busy is this practice that I'm looking at going to make me that's going to come down to new patients. 
As far as the percentages and stuff, it depends. It depends what the fee schedules are. I would make sure you're paid on production. That's a big thing. And just don't come in and act like your shit doesn't stink. I just, I see it so much with new graduates and it's just a big turnoff. If you come in with that kind of attitude, it's just an immediate red flag that you're going to be above the team. And that is not good for culture. All right. I hope this was helpful for you all. You guys have a great week and we'll talk to you next time. 